I'm Julian from the Ambitious Love Podcast, and today I'm going to interview Sophia about <laughs> about uh, what she's doing right now, how she got there, but most importantly, why she's doing it. And so I'm really, really happy that she took the time, and would like to ask you now, what are you doing? Well, good question. Thanks for having me, first of all. Of course. So my name is Sophia, as you said. And right now I'm working as a coach. So I'm a life and mindset coach. That's my job. That's not who I am. It's just what I do. That's a difference, you know? Okay. But yeah, I'm coaching people. So I'm kind of like helping millennials to transform their life, to just go into a different life path. And I'm trying to get into speakings more because I love being on stage, mm -hmm. weirdly enough. And I'm reading a lot, working on myself, trying to travel as much as I can, and just doing a bunch of different things, really. That sounds awesome. So you can actually do most of the things you really like to do. Yes, exactly. And I think that's really a privilege. But I decided that I want to live my life on my terms and that I don't want to be in control of someone else, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy that I get to do what I want to do. It's the best, actually. Okay. And how could you then really, yeah, how did you get to that point that you are able now to do that? Like, what are some of the initiations that led you to this? I think, well, I've always been to that direction that I wanted to do something differently, that's for sure, but I had to go through this phase where I was really unhappy. I think like most people did, you know, when they try to transform their life, they always had something going on before that that made them unhappy. And I was working first, my first real bad experience was working for Bosch in Shanghai. Back in the days, I thought, wow, this is such an epic opportunity. Like, everyone thinks this is amazing. This will look great on my CV. BS, bullshit. Um, so I was working there in the sales department, and we were selling chips to, like, you know, other companies, automotive companies. And, I mean, I'm not a fan of, you know, cars and stuff. So I was just sitting there with, like, 1,000 other people in this big office building somewhere near Shanghai. And every day they brought me there with this company bus. And I was just, I felt, like, in such a rat race and just trapped. And I had to do these stupid things every day. And that's when I started to ask myself, is this what I really want to do? Is this, is this the way? Is this how my life is supposed to be? Because it seemed like everyone, you know, that, that was just the norm that you study and then you go and take it have an internship and then you just climb up the career ladder right I was like this can't be it this feels so wrong and then that was my first experience and then but when I was said beforehand you were also always the, the person who was like against the norm and a bit rebellious and uh -huh. like what are maybe like some parts that showed like who you are in this sense like do you have maybe an example for that I think first thing where people were like, what the hell are you doing was when I started to learn Chinese when I was 15, okay. you know, when other kids were like, well, why, why did you? <laughs> because I went to Taiwan when I was 15, my uncle was working there and I just started to learn Chinese for fun over there. Just really just a few words. But I was so fascinated because the city like Taipei was so different, like big skyscrapers and everything, everything looked crazy. And I just had the urge to study this language and because I love languages. And so I started when I was 15 and then people were like, why the hell? Like, you're weird. You just, why? You just come out party. I still party and did things, you know, my friends would do, of course. But then I set some time aside and did that. And then when I had to choose for my exchange semester and when I studied, I chose Hong Kong. 
And again, people were like, why the hell would you go to Hong Kong? People eat dog over there. Like, yeah, sure. All right. Well, I'm not going to go then. Like, thanks for the advice. It's like, no, I want to go there because I want to go as far as possible just to get some new experiences. Maybe you felt the same because I know you went there as well. And people said, no, I'm going to stay in Europe because then I'm close to my family and close to friends. I can fly back home easily. And I said, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to go as far as I can. And I think that were like the first small little steps I took, but they were kind of different from the others. And then I stayed in Shanghai for a long time and studied Chinese again, like really studied it. And again, people couldn't understand, like, what, what are you doing over there? Like, I'm finishing my bachelor, like others would finish their bachelor and then, you know, go on and do their things and do their masters. And I said, no, nah, my personal master is to study Chinese. Okay. That's what I want to do. So you finished your bachelor's and then went to Shanghai. Exactly. To... Okay. Yeah. Then I stayed there, studied Chinese for a year. And I said, okay, I still want to stay here. Like, it's fun. And then I found this job in a startup, in a Chinese startup that I told you about earlier with the, mm -hmm. in the gaming industry. And that's when, yeah, I just lost it because it seemed so fun at the beginning because I was building things and just really learning about the startup scene. And once I got into the marketing thing, I noticed like, hey, come on, Sophia, what you're doing here, this is not you. Like, you're not a gamer. You're not a marketing person. You love to be around people. You love to, you know, grow and learn about yourself. And that's when it really, I noticed like what I was doing at the time was just working from Monday to Friday being excited about the weekend and then just to drink and drink and drink, party, then just be hungover on Sunday and just do it all over again. Mm -hmm. And I noticed this, what is this? This feels so wrong. My body also told me like, this is wrong. What are you doing? And then at the time when I had to go to the, what is it called? Gamescom, I think yeah. uh, in Cologne, I went there and I had such a breakdown. <laughs> like I was like, what am I doing? I'm meeting up with people that I don't really, I'm not interested in these people. They're trying to represent their boss. I'm trying to represent my boss and we're trying to make up some cool deals to, you know, have some advertisement deals going on. It's like, that, that's just not me. That's so wrong. And then I decided, okay, let's just stop this. Let's move back to Germany and see where we're going from this point. But also found interesting, how did you get kind of the awareness of, okay, this is now going wrong. Because many people are doing that, living in, Okay, work during the week and the weekend mm -hmm. I obviously drink with my friends and then start over again. Mm -hmm. Like how did you make the shift to like, okay, this is not the thing I want to have or want to live by mm -hmm. into, okay, I actually also changed something. So mm -hmm. also two different steps of being aware and then taking the action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did lead you to, to that action? Yeah, I think that's a good point because the first thing is to be aware, like whatever change you want to make, first become aware of what's going wrong yeah. and then have the urge like it has to be a real problem for you to change something right and for me it was when I was at work I noticed that I just started looking at different things like I just mm. started to read blogs I started to watch YouTube videos like during my work time my working day oops but I noticed like hey I'm interested in so many other different things and I really want to learn about these things and I just don't like, I don't understand why I have to waste my time doing things that I don't love. It just didn't make sense. And when I got home, I started to just read books. And I told myself, you have been wasting so many years by not looking, by not reading books, by not listening to podcasts, not watching YouTube videos on, like, you know, personal development. And then with a friend, I started, like, we tried to build up some Amazon business on the side, like being in China, it seemed like a good idea. 
and we just, you know, met up on the weekends and that made me feel excited, even though it wasn't the right thing. But at least I noticed that I have to go into a different direction for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just by getting into podcasts really, and then being back in Germany, I was like, whoa, there's such a big world out there. Like there's so much to learn about personal development. Like why haven't I started earlier? And that was when things started to really shift. And yeah, my mindset completely went from this point to that point. But I can also imagine when you are then in this fear, in this community society of, okay, I have this working week, I have this nice job in in China or Shanghai, Mm -hmm. and um, then making the shift to, okay, now I get, go basically change my, all my habits and go into the other direction, learning about self-development. How did this happen despite other people around you being in the other sphere? Good question. I guess the positive thing was being in Shanghai, people already had a very different mindset. Mm-hmm. Like it was not the classic, like it was not like people from back home or back in Germany doing the very traditional things because if you go to China as an expat, you're already doing like something differently. So this made it a lot easier going out of fear sure. and then learning there a lot of I think, different things. Yeah, I think so. I didn't think about it at the time, but now that you asked me, maybe that made it easier because when I said, hey guys, I'm going to move back to Germany. Don't know what's what's happening there, but I'm going to go. They were like, okay, sure, go for it. Like, sad to see you go, but we'll know you do the right things. Oh, and actually I had this idea in mind. I wanted to um develop an app actually back in the days okay. about like finding restaurants it was an app that i thought was really cool that worked in china and i thought hey i will start that in germany so that was my basic idea but i didn't have anything set up and that was what kept me going mm-hmm. and then i noticed when i was back like hey that's not i'm not that business business person it's not what i'm supposed to do i think i knew i wanted to do something by myself just being self-employed but yeah, this app development didn't seem right. And then, you know, I went, I did different things. I started teaching German to refugees. I mean, that just happened, you know? And, and then I still wasn't sure what to do, but I always trusted. That's the biggest part. I trusted that I will figure out what is good for me. Where does the trust come from? Also a great question. It's this deep... It's a deep knowing inside. I can't really describe it. I think it comes, I always say it comes from my mom mm-hmm. because she always trusted me. She never, never told me like, what are you doing? Like, you should be doing this or that. Like, what are you doing seems ridiculous. No, she always said, I know whatever you will do, you'll do it right and it's good for you. And I know you will figure things out. Always, always. Okay. And I think that was a really important part that I could actually gain that trust and be confident that whatever I do, it will be okay. It will be all right. And that's, you know, when you start from that point of view, things work out, which is funny, right? Yeah, because it seems almost counterintuitive because once you trust, you might not do as many things to secure that it will happen, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. So, but you say it does work out. It does work when you trust the process in getting there. Yeah. You need, you need to, there's actually no other choice. I mean, because once you doubt something, you just send out this emotion or this, this fear, mm-hmm. you know, and once you have fear, things will, it's like law of attraction. Things don't work out. You just attract weird things. You're like, why is this happening? You're like, Ugh. well, it's happening because you are actually creating it. 
So I noticed that unconsciously, I, I wasn't aware of it, but all my life I've been having a really positive attitude. And that's why mostly people said, oh, you're always so lucky. Things always work out for you. Well, I was like, it's not luck. Like I'm doing the things. It's just like I trusted that it will work out. I speak things out. I say, hey, I'm, I'm going to Hong Kong, for example. It wasn't sure if I could go, nothing, if I would get my, if, the, if I would get support from the government. And yet it all worked out, mm -hmm. even though it was kind of against the odds. But still, I had this trust and I knew if it doesn't work out, it's okay as well. Like unconsciously. Now I know like that's how it all works, you know. Now I understand it. But yeah, trust is like the most important thing, I'd say. So maybe already going quite deep now, but um, you said before you can get all the good stuff, mm -hmm. you need to be happy and you need to, you need to expect them actually to come. Is that, because that might seem a bit odd to quite mm -hmm, many people, mm -hmm. because usually it seems um, that, okay, once you achieve something, then you can be happy, right? Then you have um, gotten something or good things fall into place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you say no, the opposite. So before you have to, trusted before you have to um, be happy and enjoy things so they will come to you yes definitely so there's a two-part answer to that i think first of all yes you need to oh, let's put it the other way you're not supposed to expect it like don't be like oh this has to happen like this is what i'm expecting because then you'll get disappointed when it doesn't right mm -hmm. so not really focus too much on your expectations but embody like the happiness and the feelings that you want to feel because that's you know on an energy level you're just attracting that so when you are on a level and you say oh i'm not sure if this will work out like i'm so afraid like oh my god this and this could happen yada yada like you just it's like a radio station you're sending out you know your frequency is over here so you attract it on the same frequency but once you get higher and you're like hey everything is great like i'm enjoying things like no matter how they will work out but i'm super positive that they will you're over here and then you're attracting okay. on the same frequency, right? So this is like... Can you explain the, the frequency is a bit more maybe? It's like just because everything is energy, right? I, I guess that's... How, how did you get there? Like why is for you everything energy? I remember when I was listening to a podcast um, maybe three years ago, someone said... It was a guy dealing with like property in Germany and he was this business guy. And then he started talking about energy. I was like, what? That sounds so odd. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Especially this dude. This, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems so weird. And then he said, well, you know, everything is energy. Like, if you look at the table, that's, that's energy. It's just, we see it as a solid thing. And then still it's energy. I was like, hmm. And I remember talking to my mom, and like, you know what? Like, I just found out then. <laughs> what did she respond? She was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, now that you, say, yeah, now that you oh, okay. um, see it like that, that makes sense. And she agrees with me on it. She's learning, like, with me together, which is fun. So we're always exchanging That's these cool. things, yeah. And then it all started kind of, you know, it was like a big puzzle and things coming together. And I thought, well, yeah, everything is energy. So it just, it makes sense that I'm in charge of it. Like if I send out a certain wavelength, right? Like it can only, I can only attract this. And then I started to get into law of attraction and, you know, the secret. And you're like, oh my God, I've been missing out on so much. And now it all makes sense. It's still, you know, obviously it's still a puzzle. And I still try to figure things out and putting things together. But that's... The beauty of life like mm -hmm. you will never stop learning 
it's always going on. But what, what I was also like thinking about, how do you know that those things you hear in the secret and law of attraction, why do you think those are true? Like, why is that maybe the truth and not something else? It's the things we had been, have been thinking before. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I think they just made so much sense deep inside. I didn't even, I didn't question it. I didn't. Mm. I was like, yeah, for me, that it's again with the trust thing. It's just a deep knowing inside. Mm -hmm. It's like anything else I've learned. Yeah, that's nice. And, but this for me seems like the truth. And I think whatever you believe in, you know, and I always speak about the universe, like other people call it God. Like, I don't, I don't care about the word you use, but for me, it's the universe. And that, that seems to be the truth for me. Mm -hmm. And it's just deep inside, like, you know, you know, when you, when you trust something and when you feel like that's, that's right. Okay. And that the trust you feel about those things. Happening. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And when were maybe like situations in which you thought like, okay, that is because of this reason, because I trusted so badly. And this is a sign of the energy or the law of attraction. Um, so in a, in a good way, in a positive way. Yeah. 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 So, well, there was one thing. I, I think I said that on another podcast before. But anyways, I love that story. When I had to let go of my apartment in Shanghai, I had, I think, three days left. And I, have, I haven't found a, a new person to rent it, right, to take it over. I was like, damn, like, time is running, but no worries. Like, I will find someone. And people kept on coming, but no one wanted it. It's like, it's a good apartment. Why does no one want it? And then I remember a friend talking to me like, one night no two nights before hey Sophia have you found someone to take over your apartment and I was like no still what are you gonna do like what if you can't find anyone when you're moving it's like nah it's gonna be fine like worst case I ask a friend I ask you to interview people I don't know like something will work out I'm sure then weirdly enough on the next day so one day before my flight this lady a randomly Chinese lady knocks on my door I was like, hello? She's like, yeah, can I have a look at the apartment? It's like, where, how do you know? Like, I don't know you, where do you come from? It's like, oh, this, this agent told me. And it's like, okay, random. She's like, mm, this looks nice. Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll take everything. Yeah, I, I take the furniture, everything. Okay, cool. What? She's like, okay, so I'll come by tomorrow and we'll do the takeover, the contract. It's like, sure, like, could you come at 7 a.m. because my flight leaves at like 11? And she's like, yes, for sure and so I just packed up my stuff and just really left everything just had my suitcases and then she came over at seven or earlier and she just had everything written out and she would write in Chinese again and to, so that I would have a copy it was hilarious and then yeah she signed and I just left my suitcase and she took over the apartment I was like that's definitely that was kind of magic like I just trusted and I didn't worry about it yeah so that worked out. <laughs> Stories of life. And now after oil, after Shanghai, you also still went to Mexico. Yes. What happened there? Mexico. Interesting as well. So while I was in Germany, I knew I wanted to go travel again. So I had this really, this burning desire, I want to go travel. And I wasn't sure where I want to go. I was hesitating between like you know, middle South America or South Africa. And then a friend of mine sent me a wedding invitation, Mexico. It's like, okay, thank you universe. Like I made my decision. And then I just bought a one-way ticket and I was looking at the website Workaway back in the days. 
And I was so inspired by that because you can just stay with people from all over the world and you just help them do things. So you can do babysitting, teaching, working in hostels and, you know, they give you food and um, a bath, basically. Yeah. And so, yeah, I looked up this place and I found a family in Cozumel in the Caribbean island, close to the wedding. And again, I had a really good feeling about this one. I messaged other workaways earlier, but didn't work out. And then I knew this one seems really cool. I messaged this girl. And she wanted to have someone to teach her English. So seems fair enough. Like, I think yeah. I can do that. Yeah. And then so I messaged her and I was like, hey, like, are you still looking for someone? What do you think? Like, I'm coming there. And she's like, oh, my God, yes. Like, you seem perfect. It's <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like, two months. Like, awesome. And then I went there and stayed with her. And I, yeah, I went basically with the intent or the intention to just find out what I want to do with my life. Like, Nothing, okay. nothing mm -hmm. bigger and smaller than that. And I went there and I remember the day, I think I told you before, when I was in a cafe and I was working, I was doing some translation stuff at the time. And then this kind of like epiphany came to me and I was like, coaching, life coaching, like kind of like a voice talking to me. I can't really describe it. And I was so excited and looking, I was like, yes, coaching, of course. People always came to me and asking for advice and just like I was sharing my thoughts with them and it was always something I loved to do, like in my, you know, free time, spare time. And then, yeah, I looked up websites where I could do my certification, coaching certification. I found this really cool academy in Australia. And then I just went from there and never looked back. It's like, okay, so then, yeah, thank you again, universe. <laughs> that kind of worked out again, just like by being open to everything, to, to not being too focused again and too having too many expectations i guess i mean also maybe your personality is kind of like okay there's an opportunity i go for it mm -hmm. is that maybe is that something you would say you, only you could do because you are that personality or other people could do as well anyone could do it really i think of course there are people who are more afraid again that's the thing between trust and fear Mm -hmm. you know but if you don't worry too much and if you are not afraid to take new opportunities everyone has a chance to to have these kind of like magical moments happen you know you just got to be open not being too stuck in where you are at the moment and just looking looking for change being just open to everything that's coming in like you could meet a person on the street that's giving you a new opportunity you just got to be open and look you know don't don't be on your phone all the time when you walk literally just yeah being open for the magic of the universe, if you want to put it that way. And I think okay. anyone could do that. Um, because also when, I mean, there can be the, uh, the possibility that people are uh, working in their job, having things to do, basically, mm -hmm. what you also did during the um, Shanghai mm -hmm. um, experience. And they see, okay, I do have now a kind of secure job, but I kind of somewhere feel that I want to explore more. I want to... Um, see what I can do maybe something different when you feel like um, there might be something more but you're afraid of losing that what you have right now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what would you say about that because you had similar things as well mm -hmm. I think if you're if your problem or if you're so deep into or if you have the feeling you really want to change something because you notice or for me it was the realization I only have this one life mm -hmm. I only have so much time, so why do I want to waste my time? It just seemed ridiculous to me. It seemed 
like the worst decision I could make. And I knew I'm the only one in charge of how my life turns out. I knew it's on me. No one will tell me like quit your job because you're unhappy. Maybe people will tell me like, you look unhappy, you should change something. But I was the person to really do it. And if you're at that point where you feel so much, you know, an urge to just change something, you will look for opportunities and you will try to get out of it. Like, I mean, obviously a way is to work with a coach, right? Because you are not, sometimes we're not able to ask ourselves the important questions and to actually take action because we're so afraid. Yeah. That's the point because we have been taught it needs to be secure. Like you don't just easily give up what you have. That doesn't make sense, but that's the paradox. In this case, you should give it up because then new opportunities can come in because mm-hmm. you're kind of blocking it when you when you're staying the same thing and you just you know you what what's the word again um when you complain about it all the time i thought you forgot that word <laughs> <laughs> thank god <laughs> you know favorite german word complaining no but um if you complain about something and don't change anything like you can't expect that something is going to be better and i think yeah you already said like a couple of really important parts that you are responsible for your outcome so you are um the person who can actually change those things even though it might seem that in some situations you're not how did you get to that point Mm -hmm. let me think about that i think i can't really tell you a moment or i don't remember a moment when i when I had this aha moment, but through all these podcasts, books, stuff that I read and that I was taking in, I noticed, hey, it all starts with me. Mm-hmm. Always, always. And then looking back, I realized, yeah, it, it did. I made the decisions. No one else made them for me. I chose where I wanted to study. I was unhappy there in Berlin. I didn't like it. It was my choice. No one forced me. And I said, okay, because I'm unhappy, I'm going to go as far away as possible. You know, that also played a role because I wasn't really happy in Berlin and I wanted to see new things. So I decided, okay, Hong Kong. And that was my decision and I made it. And sticking to that also and being confident and that is the right thing is super important. Mm. So like not, that's another whole topic, but being influenced by other people. Okay. Why is that important for you? um, Because I remember when I wanted to go abroad to Mexico, I had people telling me, like, you're crazy. Like, you should find a real job. Why would you do that? Why would you going to go travel? Yes. And it made me think because they were friends. They were people, you know, I really appreciated. Like, maybe they're right. Maybe this is a really stupid decision. Maybe I should get a full-time job and just stay there. But then I listened to myself again and I said, nah, I'm responsible and it's my life, not theirs. It's my life. And if I feel like traveling, I'm going to go travel. End of story. I find it really cool that you can separate this so um, strictly from each other, from like, okay, this is what others tell me and this is what I feel like. So if, because at least in my opinion or my experience is that there, the, the borders are might be a bit more fluent than, okay, this is what I think, this is what others say, tell me. Mm-hmm. 
college year and do you have like a tip on how you got there or um, do you have like a situation where soup became super apparent? Mm -hmm. I think what you could do is just if you are in these situations when you're thinking oh my god what should I do what's the right thing just ask yourself is this thought or this belief is it my belief or is it theirs? Mm, so really asking the direct question of like, okay, is that is that from somebody else or is it actually mine? Yeah. Because then starts thinking about what is actually the difference and like the whole process, I guess, starts then. Exactly, because the, the funny thing, our mind is always looking for answers, right? Yeah. So you can ask, you can throw any question you had, you will automatically find an answer. Yeah. That's really fascinating. And so... That's the beauty of it. You just ask yourself different questions and come to different conclusions. So really ask yourself, is this belief mine or theirs? Like, is, are they trying also, are they trying to protect me in this specific situation with the traveling? Are they trying to protect me or do they, is it really their best interest? There's fears that they project on me. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And what I learned over time is also, you know, from the book, The Four Agreements that I recommended mm. to you, one agreement is don't take anything personally. Okay. And that was a really big one for me because I used to take things personally in a second. Anything you would tell me that's slightly negative or like judgmental, mm -hmm. be like, oh, that's, you know, I'll take it personally. And then once I read that, I realized it's never about me. Never, ever. It's always about them. And one funny statement that I really love is actually when you take things personally, it's like the biggest, like you're really showing that you're being um, like self-centered. Like you always make it about yourself. Mm. You're like, oh, that, that was like, of course he just wants to hurt me. Like that was against me. Like just like you make it about yourself when it's not at all. It's like, just take yourself back a moment, right? Just like it's not about me. It's about them. And once you implement that and practice that, it really, really helps. Especially when building a business, especially when talking to people a lot. practice it? Just whenever I get into the situations, it's like a muscle I have to train. It's like... So a lot of self-reflection goes on mm -hmm. and you do this all the time, I assume? Whenever I feel... Whenever it comes up, yeah. Whenever I don't feel great, let's put it that way. I'm like, okay, what, what's going on? Like, oh, I just took that personally. Like, come on. Like, don't take anything personally. It's not about me. It's about them. It's like a mantra, kind of like again, of a lot of self-awareness training, right? Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. That hasn't always been that way, for sure. Like that's a journey, still ongoing. But that was something, yeah, I'm sharing with a lot of people because it's so helpful. Yeah. And what is maybe right now the thing you spend the most time on, maybe developing or researching or just putting your mind in? Just really the speaking things, like I really want to talk about more topics. Like that's why I love being on your podcast, mm -hmm. like just spreading the word because I feel like there's so much people are craving for new info, for new input. I mean, we have so much information, right? But as I told you, I think before every person like Tony Robbins could say a thing, people don't get it. But if you say something or I say something in a different way, people are like, oh, yeah, now it makes sense. So I know that it's really important to talk and to speak up and to just share my thoughts and help people on the way and just make them realize like, hey, they're in charge of their life and they can change things if they want to. You know, they're not, no one is caught in a cage. Like everyone could live the way they wanted to if they're open for it. 
if they want to make a change. And I think that's fascinating. Yeah. That's just the more people we get to actually get that and to start changing something, the better this world becomes, if you ask me. So, yeah, that's why I'm starting to look into more things like that. But how then... Um Well, are you then also actively trying to convince people that this is the proper way or are you kind of waiting for the people who want to change in order to spread your message? Yeah, I mean, both. Um, the first thing is you can't convince anyone. It's like same thing with, I don't know, going vegan, for example. You can't convince anyone. You just can. You can be the example. Yeah. You can just show them how you, you, you know, you do your thing. You just live your life. And if you feel good, people will start to come asking. They will be like, hey, what, what are you doing? Tell me, what's, what's your secret? What are, you, mm. what are you doing? And so that's one way, right? To just live your life and just showing what you're doing and just sharing that, but not being like, hey, you know what? This is the way to live. Like, I know that, you know, I know the secret sauce now. It's not going to work because people from the ego side, they will be like, no, nah, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. That's my way is obviously the right one. I'm happy, like no matter what you say. But if it comes to speaking things, like I'm obviously looking directly and, you know, talking to people and be like, hey, would that be interesting for you? Do you want me to talk about that? And then, you know, when I say, yeah, that's definitely interesting for the community, then okay, cool. You so, do that, yeah. Two things. Yeah. But you can't force anyone to change or to tell them, like to put your truth on, on them. It just doesn't work. That's why podcasts are great because people decide to listen to it. So they know there's going to be new information and then they choose what they want to implement, what not, what makes sense, what doesn't. Yeah. And how do you then learn new things? Do you learn it in the, in the same way of just listening to things and what happen, like what sticks to your mind basically then do you apply this or are you trying to meticulously writing things down from other persons and trying to learn them actively? Also a mixture of both. Mm -hmm. um, I love reading books. So I also like audiobooks, but I feel like when I read them, I'm that person I need to see it. Mm, like, okay. yeah. So I just take like a pen and just, you know, the book looks like, yeah, like a piece, oh, so you of, mark piece of art. What, what's important to you. Yeah, what's important to me. And then I reread them. Like sometimes when, or I do it intuitively when I feel like, hey, I feel like this book, really helped me I'm gonna pick that up again and then I just look through the pages and I always find something that's like oh yeah I forgot about that and just there are always a few things that kind of you know they're just in my head and I find or I try to implement them and but never like the whole thing or like I try to not to focus on too many things at the same time yeah okay. because that just drives me crazy mm -hmm. and I guess you know that the you know so, so you're so more much. like the 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 over the David Allen the one thing the one person thing, yeah that really intensely focuses on one thing mm -hmm. finishes and then goes to the next one yeah definitely so no multitasking I've tried that it's just it doesn't work it's like if you look at five different books at the same time and then you listen to three podcasts and then you know you look up blog articles that seems cool at the beginning you're like whoa so much information great but then you realize it's you can't really take in anything okay it's just a waste of time so just I found for myself what works is taking one book reading it going through it and then you know learning and then moving on and really trying that's that's the thing you need to implement it so you really need to take action and that's what a lot of people don't do they read things and they're like oh that 
That's cool. That's cool. Let's move on. Exactly. That's yeah. cool. I'm trying to use that and then they forget about it. Mm. That's so you, whenever you read or get new information in real life, you also try to implement it as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always work, but usually when it's really a piece of information that I'm fascinated with or something, I really try, like I talk to other people about it. I just want to share it. And then, you know, my brain kind of like, or my memory just keeps it. And then I try to use it from then on. Okay. That's how I do it. And what are maybe some future ideas you have on how to maybe do it like more in the way you're doing it right now, but also what are maybe your future goals in like five years and where you want to head with all of that, what you have learned and the, the way or the path you're moving on? Very good question. Five years. Hmm. I'm seeing myself living like in different places of the world, sharing like through speakings, through workshops, also one-on-one -on -one work just sharing what I have to give and just helping people for sure. Um, next year, I'm trying to get into TED Talks, TEDx. Ooh. So let's see how that goes, you so know, it's, saying it out loud. So now it's public, you have exactly, to. Exactly, I need to follow up. <laughs> but yeah, if you don't speak it out, it's actually not, you know. Not yeah. Oh, are you then also writing your, your goals down? Because I heard that it's also quite often the case that people do that. Yes. He's, I wouldn't say you need to or you should do. It's just what I do and it, and it works because first of all, you just make it, you know, it, it's kind Tangible. of, yeah. You're like, okay, you're writing it down. So it really means something to you and you can look at it and you're like, hey, I wrote this down. So if I can't keep this promise to myself and just go after the goal, like who am mm. I, you know. Just to say that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I feel like it's really important to write it down. Also with coaching clients, it's always in the first lesson when we, or first session, we always come up with the goals we write them down like and you you can write them down on a sheet of paper and then just put it above your bed if you want to just to make it visible so you're like always motivated by that so definitely important i would say okay um were you done with the five years plan what were you done with explaining i was interrupting oh, you sorry no 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 worries okay. <laughs> yeah i think Roughly, that's where I see myself, just like on stages and just sharing really and helping. And who knows, like once you, we know it's also important. I always had this issue with like, not an issue, but thinking like having a lot of money is not really great. But now I realize, hey, if you have a lot of money, you can obviously help like other people. And I think on the long run, I would really love to help schools or to set up like some, because what I was missing in school was like personal development. And I think if schools would implement that, like, hey, what a different world would this be if kids learn about that they create their own reality, that they're not a victim. Mm -hmm. That would be super cool, I think. So that's like in the long run, I would love to to go more into schools and help there and to just change the system a bit. Yeah. Also in an uh, earlier podcast, I also had the person who was talking about that and also had the mindset of like, too much money is not good and um, I still want to bring value but I don't want to have money for it right mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. money is in a sense bad mm -hmm. however she also said then um, well she also adopted the the energy as money um, um, perspective but with that you can also create a lot more value so money is definitely not in the sense something bad but you obviously have to decide where you want to give the energy and how to create it so it's 
um, it's still quite important to get money and to have the money because you can influence a lot more with it. Yes. So that was at least for me a super important lesson I learned in, in that podcast. Mm -hmm. For sure. And great that you learned it already, you know, because mm. I feel like so many people struggle with that just from listening to stories from parents, society, friends, whatever. Because the general thought is like having a lot of money is bad. Rich mm. people, you know, they do bad things and really not. Like money, as you said, is energy and it just needs to flow. And so if you have more, you can help more. It's just as simple as that. You know, why do we, why do we make it such a bad thing to have money? It's not. And if I bring value, like I can ask for money. That's just the energy exchange. I just, if I give my energy, I just ask you in exchange, you know, for you pay your, or my energy with your money. That's just how it works. So it's really not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all, but we always try to please people and to be like, I'm always helping everyone. Like I'm a great person and not asking for anything, which yeah. is, it just doesn't make sense because you're not valuing yourself really then. Yeah. I give my energy away for free. Like, here you go. What? If you don't value yourself, you cannot value others. That's also a sentence alert there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's a whole, podcast on yeah, itself and I think you already yeah. covered a lot from that other podcast episode but yeah. really important yeah money mindset accepting it giving it away yeah and then I think I have two more questions um, for um, uh, basically what do you think about journaling and what do you think about habits mm -hmm. okay journaling I don't do let's be honest I don't yeah. journal I tried it I have I have for example a diary that's called what is it called the five minute diary where you yeah, yeah where you write in like in the morning you write down three things you're grateful for like a little bit what you want to do in the day yeah. it's not really journaling but it's kind of like you're writing things down at the beginning of the day and yeah. then in the evening I tried it and I just didn't follow up I just yeah it was nice but it didn't give me real value at the time mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I've never been a person to write down my thoughts, really. I know people say it, it doesn't make a difference, mm -hmm. but for me, that was never the urge. So uh, I just haven't tried it, to be honest with you. That's, yeah, I think that's also you just follow where, you know, where your interest goes to. to you, yeah. yeah. If you, for example, I, I saw you put a couple of IGTVs um, up there for, like, expressing your thoughts. Like, what mm -hmm. are you thinking about? Yeah. Of course, if like the, the medium is just something different for you. But I, I feel the the kind to just express what is in your head, to put it somewhere out so you can see it from a third person perspective, super valuable to really assess thoughts that are running through your head as well. Yes, yeah. I think I've, I've tried it a couple of times with different like topics, I think, or whenever I had a lot of thoughts on my mind I guess it's like you know in Harry Potter when Dumbledore takes out his thoughts and he puts it into this thing it's like I guess it works that way and when I did it I know it helped but on a daily basis it's just nothing I see you know I'm not in need for I would yeah. say yeah and I guess that's okay like everyone chooses their own thing but I know a lot of people that use it so for sure and do you have certain habits that you think they are a must and they I need them in order to facilitate my well-being yeah so I have a few small ones so 
today, for example, in the afternoon, I would write down three things that I need to get done in the next day during the morning of the next day. So I just have like the most important things. I just have them written down. So I don't need to worry at night, you know, oh, how, what do I do tomorrow? Like what's going to happen? No, I know what I'm going to do. And then once I get done these important tasks, I can focus on the rest. So that's nice. And then every morning, usually I get up and I do yoga. First of all, I just use an app and I just do that at home uh, when I get up and then I have breakfast after that. And I mm -hmm. usually, I always have breakfast and I usually listen to a podcast. Sometimes I just don't listen to anything because I feel like I had so much input. Um, but I just sit down, have my breakfast and then, then I would start to look at my phone. So when I use the yoga app, I try to not look at any messages or Instagram or anything because I know it will distract myself. I will, my head will keep on, you know, just start to think about things like, oh my God, I need to message this person. Like I should do this and that. So I just try to avoid looking at my phone too early in the day. It's, mm. yeah, it makes a big difference, I feel like. And then, yeah, I just have breakfast and then I start my day with the three important things. And then, you know, yeah. that's what I do. What's like fixed and then yeah i play around and see what's working for me you know i told you meditation tried it also didn't it didn't feel like oh I, I need this in my life mm. maybe i haven't stuck with it for too long but yeah it's just about playing around not being too strict with yourself just mm. try and see what works you know life is playing at the end of the day so just be too hard on yourself <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you already mentioned now like these are the th or you always have like three most important things for the day, but what are maybe the three most important things that you think you would like to share with others? Like, the, if you could just leave other people three mes messages, what would they be? Mm -hmm. Love that question. Hmm. Okay, let me quickly think about. I think the first one definitely is become aware that you're the creator of your life, that you're not a victim. You are in charge 100%. Second, you only have this one life. Really, really take that in because, you know, it used to be like the YOLO thing and you only live once, haha, and it was funny. But once you think about it, like you only get so much time being this person. So really, you know, take that in. Take the pause and really think about it. Really think about it, exactly. And the third one. Hmm. Just focus on, focus on being happy and helping others, I think. That's just, you know, if you, if you can do that, if you focus on that and help others, life is actually is super fun. Because we, as humans, always want to give. That's a basic need we have. Just want to give in certain ways. I think that's why the helping industry becomes so big. Because people realize, hey, I have more fun giving than sitting in front of the computer working on an Excel sheet. So, yeah. Just if you focus on that, life should be good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And if people found that really inspiring what you're doing or like what you just said how can they find you they could find me via my website which i guess you will put in the show notes and also on instagram i'm quite active over there also on facebook if you like to but yeah this would be the three things and if they live around the dortmund area in germany also happy to meet up in person always maybe they find me at a meetup or a, an event so that's that's a way for sure yeah cool 
do you want to share anything else what you what I missed asking or what you feel you want to say if you get me started now <laughs> no. <laughs> well not another podcast now but just no, like no, something no. no I think there's yeah if you want if people want to they can sign up for my inspo letter or my newsletter because mm -hmm. I'm sharing like every month I'm just sharing my you know like updates and mindset hacks and stuff like that so you also get a virtual goodie back if you sign up so yeah if people want to join me for this community then feel welcome i'm happy and yeah that's basically it i think we covered a lot yeah cool thank you and if um, anyone liked the the podcast or the whole thing or anything else it would be awesome if you also share that with others who think they may, might need it or you think um, it would help them as well and if you know somebody else who I could interview who's maybe you think fits in this sphere I would obviously also happy if you contact me and let me know about this and yeah let me know uh, how you liked it and have a wonderful weekend day I don't know when you listen it so thank you for listening and see you in the next episode thank okay. you Thank you. That's it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>